Welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Wednesday, the 24th of May, with me, Bernadette Anderko. On the show today, we'll get an update on the state of business conditions in both Europe and the US from our chief economist, David Cole. But first, John T. Warris from the investment writing team is here to bring us up to speed on what's been moving markets overnight. Good morning, John T. Good morning, Bernadette. Uh, You're going to update us on the market activity in the last 24 hours, but I guess we have to start with the topic of the moment, the US debt ceiling. I've been scouring the news wires for updates, but I'm not really seeing any signs of progress. Have I missed something? Well, uh, no, you haven't missed too much, to be honest. Um, I mean, yet another round of debt ceiling negotiations between US President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy ended without a deal yesterday. McCarthy left the US Capitol late yesterday afternoon, saying that the two parties had yet to reach a deal to avert a US default. And according to Bloomberg sources, there are no further meetings planned. The impasse increases the likelihood that the House and the Senate will both have to vote on a deal next week, just hours before the 1st of June. This is the date by which uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has said that the US could run out of cash to pay its bills. Investors around the globe are watching these events closely as the US defaulting on its debt obligations would have severe repercussions on the global economy. I assume that markets didn't react uh, too well to this lack of progress. Perhaps you could fill us in. Well, yes, needless to say, markets didn't take the news too well. US equities finished lower in yesterday's trading session, ending near their worst levels. The S&P 500 index posted its worst session in three weeks, dragged lower by financials and consumer staples. While the Nasdaq recorded its sharpest daily decline in four weeks, with pronounced weakness in tech stocks. And more than half of the stocks listed in the Dow lost 1% or more, led by Visa, which fell 3%. Elsewhere, US Treasuries closed up mostly firmer after reversing some of their earlier weakness. The US dollar index was up 0.3%, showing some strength versus the euro and the Aussie dollar. Bitcoin futures were up 1.3%, and WTI crude settled up 1.2%, though off its best levels rising for a third straight session after Saudi Arabia issued a warning to short sellers suggesting that OPEC plus might reduce output in an attempt to keep prices buoyant. I see that uh, European stock markets also ended the day lower yesterday. Can you give us some background there? Yes, that's right, Bernadette. The Stocks Europe 600, the German DAX and the SMI all closed down around half a percentage point yesterday. France's CAC 40 fell around 1.3%, led by a sell-off in luxury stocks, with Hermes nosediving 6.5% and LVMH losing 5%. Yesterday's route in the luxury goods segment wiped out more than a staggering $30 billion in value in a single day. And in the past year, the sector has enjoyed a sharp rally powered by international demand, particularly from China, but it seems that confidence in that view is being eroded following weaker demand in the US. Elsewhere in Europe, Bundesbank President Joachim Nagel said that the European Central Bank will have to hike interest rates in its fight to keep inflation under control. And lastly, the European Union and the US are looking at working more closely together to address risks from investing in sensitive technologies in countries such as China, as they develop new tools to cope with an increasingly hostile economic environment. Okay, so following on from the topic of China, how are financial markets faring in Asia today? Yes, Asian equities this morning are trading lower as the impasse in negotiations over raising the US debt ceiling also hurts investor sentiment there too. The Hang Seng is down by over 1%, while the Nikkei and the Shanghai Composite have recouped some of their earlier losses, but still trading in the red. Overnight, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand's uh, Monetary Policy Committee announced its latest interest rate decision, where a rate hike of 0.25% to 5.5% was taken, as expected. 
Yields on New Zealand bonds fell and the Kiwi dollar dropped more than 1% as the central bank hinted that interest rate cuts might begin in late 2024. I know there's a lot of news to choose from, but what else has piqued your interest this morning, John T? Yes, in other news, it was announced yesterday that Credit Suisse senior managers will have their outstanding bonus payments for 2022 either cancelled or reduced following an order issued by the Swiss Finance Ministry. The order will affect the top three levels of Credit Suisse management, around 1,000 employees in total, and follows the emergency takeover of Switzerland's second biggest bank, UBS, back in March. Okay, uh, moving on, we had flash PMI data out yesterday, which uh, David's going to speak about more in a moment. But is there any other data due perhaps today that you can fill us in on? And indeed, what else can we expect for the day ahead? Yes, well, it is uh, yet another data-heavy week this week. We've just seen UK CPI figures come out a moment ago, which shows that the UK inflation rate has fallen at its sharpest pace in three years. Inflation in the UK fell to 8.7% year-on-year, which is not quite as much as the estimated 8.2%, but still enough to break a seven-month streak of double-digit rises. Later this morning, we'll see German IFO business sentiment figures, and later on today, the US Federal Reserve will release the minutes of the May FOMC meeting. Investors will be closely looking for any more insights the minutes give into the danger posed by regional banks, credit tightening and the economic outlook. Earnings season is drawing to a close now and among the last of the companies due to release earnings will be NVIDIA aftermarket. And a brief look at the futures board shows that the US is poised for a flat to slightly positive open after yesterday's drawdowns. Thanks so much for the update, John T. Um, Now, the state of the economy is something very much on our investors' minds. Our chief economist, David Cole, joins me now from Frankfurt to discuss the most recent data releases and their implications. Good morning, David. Good morning, Bernadette. So we had a significant data day yesterday when it comes to purchasing manager index numbers, with not just the euro area putting out numbers, but we also had some US data for May. Uh, I believe that whilst the general numbers indicated economic expansion, manufacturing activity actually shrank below the magic 50 number for the euro numbers to 44.60, meaning that eurozone manufacturing activity is actually in contraction. What are we to make of that? Yes, that's uh, definitely the, the one of the major takeaway from the uh, recent PMI readings. Uh, they refer to the months of May. And uh, this is a trend actually which uh, continued, which had been visible already in the, in the previous months. Quite some weakness uh, when it comes to manufacturing activity, and at the same time, a very powerful and strong dynamics in the service sector. So this shift has increased even in May. Uh, this is uh, quite remarkable and uh, somehow related, of course, uh, to the past dynamics where uh, just going back last year, where uh, basically manufacturing uh, with the post-pandemic boom had been very strong. Uh, demand for goods had been very strong. And this has shifted markedly now. So it's really the demand component which plays here a major role. Uh, which has shifted from goods uh, to rather um, uh, to other services. And in the manufacturing PMI itself, um, what's visible here as well with this very low reading, which is, which is pointing to slower activity in manufacturing in the three months ahead, is, of course, uh, new orders are also uh, basically being worked off. They are not so strong. They are, they are contracting. And uh, this working off of orders, uh, this is then also visible in what we know already that the backlog of work uh, in the manufacturing business, this is also declining. So all these bottlenecks uh, are being worked off. uh, And this is a major component why uh, the manufacturing activity is indeed reported as low. When we just look at uh, production uh, survey results, also from the same survey, 
They are slightly higher, but here the picture remains as well. It's the service sector which is now powering the economy. Uh, it's not manufacturing and uh, all that much. And this goes on uh, in all the details of the so far reported PMI readings for May. Um, we have in the service sector much more pressure when it comes to prices. They are still high uh, given the strong demand. Uh, whereas in the manufacturing sector, all this uh, price pressure which has been driving inflation in the past, this is declining even further. Uh, of course, uh, when demand is slowing here, uh, and uh, when when orders are being worked off, when we don't have really this constraints, this this, this order backlog, uh, this helps here also to push down prices when it comes to uh, to manufacturing goods. Uh, so here a quite diverse uh, development, uh, uh, which has been reported for from from the eurozone. This is actually shared um, to to uh, probably a bit more even a stronger dynamics in the UK, where we have seen also uh, preliminary. PMI readings. Okay, and um, turning to the US, I know that the official data isn't due out until June, but S&P Global released their flash US composite PMI data too. That showed an upturn, didn't it? It showed there as well an upturn. So the the, um, the pattern is actually very similar. Also, the service sector is, is the driving force here. When it comes to manufacturing, not as, um, as weak as uh, we observe in the Eurozone. So probably the swings are uh, are much larger in the Eurozone than in the U.S. At the same time here as well, manufacturing slipped below this magic mark of 50. Um, So it's like um, uh, 48.5 had been reported. Uh, That's a different survey from the the official ISM survey, uh, which will come out uh, on the uh, beginning of June, uh, so 1st of June. Uh, And uh, here, um, some small... um, uh, contraction also in the manufacturing sector is being observed. At the same time, service sector really accelerated here from the months before, uh, beating uh, consensus expectations. And this is also in the U.S. Uh, then responsible uh, for a quite good outlook uh, when it comes uh, to, to May, June, uh, there where it points to, to economic activity and probably quite helpful to um, to counter uh, all the fears uh, that we are already entering a recession uh, pretty soon in the U.S. So, so far, activity uh, seems to be signaled uh, quite robust. For the overall economy, uh, again, not so much in producing goods, but much more in consuming services. Thank you very much for ending on a positive note, David, and thanks for your thoughts about what lies ahead. Well, this concludes today's podcast. Thank you for joining us. Please tune in again tomorrow when Helen Freer will be back to talk to our guests about what's moving markets. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We'd love to hear your feedback. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Bear experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.